from WIS Politics in Madison. You're listening to Capital Chats. Hello, everybody. This is Kate Morton with WIS Politics here with a Capital Chats podcast brought to you by Spectrum. Today, I'm here with my colleague Adam Kellenhofer to talk about a conversation he had with Department of Workforce Development Secretary Amy Pahachik. So, Adam, what did you guys talk about? Hi, Kate. Yeah, Secretary Pahachik and I got to talk about the unemployment insurance modernization program that's been ongoing since the 2020 pandemic when Wisconsin saw a mountain of UI claims. Um, This has been a program that's a a four-year program. We're entering the third year, so uh, let's just get right into it and hear what Secretary Pahachik has to say about it. Today, I am joined by the Department of Workforce Development Secretary, Amy Pahachik. So um, welcome to the show, uh, Secretary Pahachik. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well, Adam. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, So I really wanted to just jump right into things here. Um, So the uh, unemployment insurance program has been going through um, a lot of updates, a lot of modernization um, processes. So I kind of wanted to just um, hear where we're at with that modernization process. Absolutely. And thank you for the question, Adam. So I think it's important if we're going to talk about where we are today, just to start by giving a little bit of background and reminding everybody where we were at the height of the pandemic when I first got to the Department of Workforce Development the last week of September of 2020. And at that time, uh, the UI division had really received a tsunami of claims related to the COVID-19 pandemic. Wisconsin, like every other other states in the country um, had significant, um, you know, unprecedented increases in claims virtually overnight. And I was surprised to see that there were about 770,000 UI claims in the backlog. Um, But I was even more surprised to see the technology that the agency was using to administer claims for the UI division. So um, the the main benefit system was over 50 years old, 5-0. We're talking Nixon era mainframe uh, COBOL coding. Uh, it's literally the black screen with the green blinky cursor where you have to press like the F keys to navigate. Um, and at that time, individuals in the state of Wisconsin who needed to send verification documents to the agency had two choices, Adam. You could either mail your documents with a stamp or you could fax them. And um, I was truly just uh, dumbfounded. It was wild. So the agency, when I got there, was already six months into the pandemic. They had originally a staff of about 600 team members working in the unemployment division. The prior secretary had staffed up to about 2,000 team members. But it was clear to me immediately that we were going to need a technology solution to be able to help those folks who are impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. So that's the time when we contracted with Google, and uh, we created uh, an artificially intelligent super adjudicator that uh, we named Judy, and Judy taught herself all of the eligibility rules uh, in the state of Wisconsin in terms of the UI program 
by fully ingesting between three and four million previously adjudicated claims. And then Judy went through that backlog of 770,000 claims, you know, virtually overnight. Uh, we signed the contract with Google in November of 2020, and Judy had cleared the backlog by December of 2020. And, um, you know, Judy would tell us who she thought was eligible, and we would pay those folks. And then Judy would tell us who she thought did not meet the eligibility requirements. And then that group of claims we sent to the 2,000 people um, to work one-on-one -on -one with the individuals impacted and do a full investigation. So it was really um, uh, the first of the kind of its kind, kind of you know, public-private partnership using AI in the nation, and we have really received global uh, recognition for the success of that project, which has been audited and reviewed numerous times and um, has held up. So it's been really cool, um, but. After that, we cleared the backlog, we got through that crisis, it was full speed ahead on the main system modernization. So again, we're dealing with this 50-year-old technology, and we needed to immediately start looking at increasing our functionality for customers here in Wisconsin. Uh, we started with the claim portal upgrade, so now folks can actually just go right online and uh, any documentations they need to send to the department, they can take a photo on their smartphone and just shoot it right over from their phone. They can upload documents on their laptop. Um, they can still mail or fax if they want. Our goal is not to restrict ways to interact with the department, but simply to be as accessible as possible. Uh, folks can also now do secure messaging with their claims handler before they would have to call and schedule a time to speak with somebody if they had questions. There's now secure messaging, text alerts. Uh, we've done an entire plain language overhaul of the application to make it easier to understand. Uh, the application is also now available in multiple languages, as well as a virtual chatbot on our website and a virtual agent that is available to help folks in uh, English, Spanish, and Hmong 24-7. 365. We've moved the call center to uh, an omni-channel cloud call center to have better, um, you know, information accessibility. And really, we have gone, like I said, full speed ahead. And I'm proud to say, Adam, that we are now paying, on average, 87% of initial claims within three days or less. Um, so we went from, you know, having that six, seven-month delay to really having an efficient and effective system. All that being said, wow. the main frame is what we need to completely get off of. And we are two years into that four-year recoding project. We are taking the Cobalt code on the main frame, transitioning it into a modern code, and putting it in the cloud so that it is nimble, it is responsive, it is easy to update, and we never find ourselves 50 years behind in technology advancements. Um, so we are right on track for that to be fully off the main mainframe in the next two years. We're working with a Madison-based contractor for that. It's Their name is Flexion. And uh, we still have Google at the table as a partner in terms of the cloud infrastructure and uh, data security. And um, they're also helping us with fraud detection and our new employer portal, which we debuted yesterday, which has all of the same wonderful functionality that I just uh, sort of reviewed that our claimants currently have. We'll have all of that for employers as well. All right, that makes perfect sense. Um, so you mentioned when you when you started clearing this black backlog that was about seven hundred seventy thousand claims. Um, we're we've cleared that backlog now. Um, say there is, you know, unfortunately in the future another pandemic like the COVID nineteen pandemic where 
um, there was a mountain of UI claims. Um, is this new modernization, is this new system, is that going to be able to keep up with, with that kind of demand? So all of the inefficiencies that plagued the agency with that 50-year-old technology during the COVID-19 pandemic um, are the areas that we have really modernized. It's the claim portal upgrades with the document, uh, you know, uploads that now also has an AI component where the data is immediately pulled off of those documents and sent into the system instead of having to do manual data entry off paper, you know, in sitting in the basement of our offices here where people were just constantly doing manual data entry. I mean, it was, again, unbelievable. All of that's been automated now. The communication's been automated. Our application is easier to, um, access and understand so less people are getting tripped up and um we are more efficient you know the Again, we're paying 87% of claims within three days or less. And that I'll say that 13% um, are typically just going because we have maybe something that an employer says one thing and an employee says another thing, and we have to do a full investigation. But even those are being paid uh, per the timeliness standards that the Department of Labor has placed upon all states. So we are better equipped now than ever before to um, you know, be able to very effectively and efficiently take a huge huge influx of claims if we see one, um, and we'll continue to work to get fully off that mainframe over the next two years. As I said, that's uh, sort of the next big milestone so that we are no longer dependent in any way on uh, COBOL mainframes. All right, got it. And then um, you said we're uh, two years or into the, the second year of the four-year modernization plan. Are we still on track to finish that, that process uh, in the four-year timeline? Yeah, so we're entering the third year now, and we are okay. on track. We're within budget, um, but it's really important. This is sort of a new concept, and I've been trying to socialize this concept with everybody. It's a paradigm shift about how we look at modernization. And instead of looking at modernization the old way, like that we we are going to contract with a vendor and maybe get a commercial off the shelf, you know, application solution and then wait 50 years until we're completely out of date again and then panic and then everybody goes to run and get a new software provider. We are looking at modernization. This is really important as an ongoing annual effort. So um, will we be fully off the mainframe in two years? Yes, we are on track to meet that goal. Um, but I will never say we are fully modern because by the time this this podcast is published, there's going to be another technological advancement out there. So I'm really ingraining this concept um, and I'm trying to uh, really make this something that sticks. I've talked to lots of other states who come looking to Wisconsin for advice on how to do modernization. And I, I have been very clear that you have to look at it every year to keep current. And it should be an ongoing process where you never spike the ball in the end zone and say, we're fully modern and, you know, turn off the lights, lock the door and revisit this again in a couple decades. So will we be off the mainframe in two years? Yes. Will we be continuing to modernize going forward every year after that? I hope so. As long as I'm here, that will be our our perspective and our philosophy so that we are always current and providing excellent customer service that is efficient and accessible and easy to navigate for the people of Wisconsin. All right. That makes perfect sense to me. So um, there have been, uh, since 2020, there have been uh, 
quite a few audits uh, authorized by the Joint Legislative Audit Committee. Um, I believe we're on the ninth or 10th audit of the UI system right now. Um, are those audits, are they helpful in improving the process or, or do they kind of just hold things up? Yeah, so we have since uh, I have been at the Department of Workforce Development, uh, there have been nine uh, unemployment insurance related audits um, since really December of 2020. Uh, and you are correct, we are now embarking on our 10th audit, which is starting the first week of January. Uh, so we're already coordinating um, going back for another audit, the 10th one. And I mean, this is what I'll say, Adam, uh, you know, the Department of Workforce Development and the entire Evers administration truly is committed to transparency as a core value. So in terms of UI modernization specifically, we at DWD have been very proactive in providing routine updates to the public and really to all our stakeholders, including the legislature. Um, we have an entire web page uh, you know, on our website that is just for UI modernization. You can go on there. There are links to our contracts, our budget, our financials, our copies of our quarterly reports that we submit to the legislature about all our progress. Uh, we hold media briefings like we did yesterday. We hold internal, what we call town hall meetings for all of our DWD staff members. Um, I update committees in public meetings. I mean, we are truly an open book. So uh, for LAB, I understand audits role in government and um, you know, audits do take uh, significant time, resources, and energy, but we will continue to fully cooperate and I will do everything I can. I'm committed to keeping the modernization project on track, regardless of what other, um, you know, activities or obligations we have at the agency. This is clearly a priority for us, so we will uh, continue full speed ahead. Like I said, the folks in Wisconsin deserve a modern, high-functioning system that really works for them and um, is here to serve them, so that's, that's what we'll do as long as we can keep moving forward. All right, uh, that makes sense. So one more question, um, uh, audit related. So it it seems like the, the Joint Legislative Audit Committee co-chairs have been uh, very focused on making sure that there are measures to detect fraud in UI claims. How confident are you in the, the this new system in making sure that fraudulent claims don't get paid out? Yeah, so that's a great question. And we have added lots of tools. We know that fraud was a big issue during the pandemic. So I need to provide some context to that statement, though. Uh, the majority of the fraud that we are aware of occurred as it relates to the federal program. So not the state unemployment programs. There were federal programs, specifically, I think the largest target that we've seen um, from the OIG audits at the federal level is the pandemic unemployment assistance, what we called PUA, which was the federal program that was provided for self-employed folks like the gig economy. And we know that uh, there were you know, bad actors that took advantage of some of those programs that we administered per the federal guidelines. So I just really want to make that clear. Um, the states did not have discretion to add additional eligibility or verification requirements to the federal programs. The states were required to, you know, administer federal programs per their regulations. So I, I think the majority of the fraud during the pandemic, like I said, was, was under some of those supplemental payments. And I still think those payments were absolutely what the country needed, what Wisconsin needed. There were far more people that benefited from those that 
you know, relied on those payments than the bad actors. So to focus on the bad actors is um, unfortunate, but we know they were there. So what we were able to do at Wisconsin for our UI system was really use our partnership first with Google, which brought in the AI component. And we had some fraud screens developed during the pandemic that related to um, artificial intelligence and looking at predictive analytics. So some of the cool things that, that Google was able to help us with was looking at fraud in an aggregate. Um, and I'm going to give you an example. Uh, so if an individual filed uh, a fake claim and used the name John Doe and John Doe at such and such email address and had a, you know, a, a physical address and then had a bank account number and then somebody else filed a claim as Jane Smith and, and had a different address and a different email address, and then had the same bank account number, those things on their own would not typically raise a red flag in terms of our fraud detection. But when we were using advanced analytics, you could start to pick up, it would be very unusual for two people unrelated at two different addresses to share a bank account. And so those were some of the things we were able to pick up on, including uh, international IP addresses. So if somebody was filing a claim from China, it would immediately flag it. And then we would send it to our fraud unit. So we were able to use AI. We were able Able to use uh, tools like identity verification through LexisNexis. Um, we had a lot of things we've now entered in a national repository where we compare claims and, and in, to other states that are administering claims. And if there is a fraud detected, let's say in Maine or Texas, and there's a name or a bank account or an MO, we now have the benefit of knowing that before they come to Wisconsin and try and file that claim. So we were very successful in terms of our fraud mitigation. Our fraud throughout the pandemic was under 2%. Um, but again, I would say, I would couch that with, I think the issues are uh, far more rampant with some of those federal programs of which we were a little bit out of our control in terms of what we were able to do. But We'll continue to work on that. And as the fraud audit uh, moves forward, we are looking forward to uh, LAB. Um, you know, they've indicated they want to focus on best practices from other states, and we really welcome that information and anything else we could be doing to improve our fraud efforts. All right. That makes sense to me. Um, that's all I have time for today. But uh, thank you very much for joining me, Secretary Patrick. Well, thanks for sharing that with us, Adam. But in the meantime, if our listeners want to learn more about some of those program updates, they can head to our website at wispolitics.com or to the DWD website. That's right, Kate. But for now, I'm Adam Kelnhofer. I'm Kate Morton. Thanks for tuning in to Wispolitics Capital Chats, brought to you by Spectrum.